Welcome to Coding Rehab. This is David Taylor. How you doing, Amir? Doing pretty good. How's everybody doing over there? Uh, doing pretty good. I'm I'm home alone, so we're all doing pretty good at the moment. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> Nor, that's rarely the case at my household. So uh, today we kind of we wanted to talk about knowledge sharing, um, and really more we want to talk about what, what are some of the activities that we do uh, as development and in, in leadership positions to facilitate uh, the sharing of knowledge, the sharing of like uh, uh, ideas or, or work or property that someone has worked on. Um, and how do we get that to be more team uh, of a team based system and how do we break down silos? So I actually think I would say that you're an expert at this Amir. So um, there's a lot of different, ways but um, one of the one of the ways that you introduced to us was mob programming and maybe you could explain that a little bit yeah uh well first thank you for calling me an expert <laughs> uh, uh, the the first thing i i think that um it's, it's how how you identify that uh, you're not sharing enough in your team right and uh the the easiest way to identify that is when uh, you see that uh, from different projects, from different applications, you have only one person that works on that. And there's uh, all, all the requirements, they come to that person and is that that person cannot take a vacation or uh, cannot uh, get sick or anything like that because it creates... Um, a big problem for you and and that's how you identify silos right you have right. A, you have a lot of single points of failure correct see single points and no nobody knows about this uh, we we never tried uh, for for anybody else to learn and if you have a, a that's your only purpose and you you don't have other projects that's fine but um Every time that uh, I I actually work with a team, uh, even with just one project, you have multiple areas on that project. So having silos is always bad for the team's health, then for the developers and manager personal health, because it's a lot of headaches and a lot of stress. And uh, the goal... Uh, should be instead of that being able to interchange whenever you need, whenever it's convenient, uh, being able to to be able to say, okay, if you're busy, somebody else will do it, or if you're in a crunch, more people will help you, and that the price to pay for that maybe is a bit higher at the beginning, but in time it gets uh, averaged out and. Uh, in in time, there there's no cost at all. So, you mentioned uh, mob programming, and um, uh, mob programming uh, made uh, kind of popular by Woody Zool, and uh, there's a few videos uh, online that shows how it works. But basically, the idea is that instead of uh, work only as a pair with code, you have a group, your whole group coding together. One person will be the one that's at the keyboard 
and uh, the one that actually types, but is only in charge of typing while the rest are in charge of telling him or her what to type. Right. And uh, I I did a, a few times, but recently uh, we did it together and for, for quite a, a few months. And uh, I'll say what I found, and then Dave, uh, I'll ask you for you, well, what do you think that, that we found uh, by doing it? Uh, at first, uh, I think it's a bit uh, hard to say if it's effective or not, but the more you do it, the, the more you realize that the team starts to share not only the knowledge but the problems right so solutions come together as a team and also this interchange of ideas uh the interchange uh, of ideas in in terms of what's best or what's a standard or how a different project we've, we've done it in a different way and also the idea of helping out when there's something to check, where there's uh, something to validate or maybe a different bit, then we split up in the room and work together in different things and then come back with solutions and then keep going together. And I think that after a, a, a few months, the, the, the feeling of doing that was, was pretty good. Uh, absolutely. Um, I would add one more point. <laughs> I would say that there is, uh, on top of all those things, if you have a junior developer, you're giving that person an opportunity to uh, improve skills and also become comfortable because maybe that person is sitting at the keyboard who, and that person normally wouldn't feel comfortable developing in front of a lot of people. Um, well, since that person is being guided by the group, there's no pressure, right? There's no pressure to make a mistake or to like let let your team know what you do or don't know. And also, you get a good opportunity to see the senior uh, developers say things that are probably incorrect or uh, to humanize them a little bit. So I think it, it facilitates risk-taking long-term, and it, it helps junior people become... Uh, um, come up to speed and adopt kind of like the norms of the development team uh, really quickly. Yeah, so, I, I really like your point because uh, you're totally right. It, it gives uh, everybody, uh, and and we we've seen this too that at first they won't speak much, right? And in time, uh, everybody wants to participate and say what they think and and question why are we doing it this way or. Or different, and I think uh, finding that environment uh, that then extends to 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 the rest of the time. I think that finding that environment doing more programming is a great uh, first step. I agree, and um, you know, just anything that f can facilitate getting the team together and talking is a is a great opportunity. And one of the things I like what. Uh, we've done with mob programming in the past is we've taken something that somebody's working on that may be difficult or maybe somebody's stuck 
and you get a lot of people in a room to solve that problem really quickly. Um, so, you know, like w- when you're thinking about pros and cons, you know, what are the downsides in the first two or three months? I think like you're saying, it, it's unclear the benefits of what you're doing. But long term, you see, you know, your whole team kind of levels up pretty quickly with development. They share knowledge. Everyone understands how to deploy stuff, how to build it with the whole ecosystem uh, because they're sharing that, you know, however often you you, uh, hold those mob mob programming sessions. Yeah, I think that uh, is a combination. I I think that mob programming helps. But I think that the next bit, and, and let's see if you're okay with this, is to start rotating projects. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, get people on a team uh, uh, and have them, or at least get your engineering workforce and have them moving around. Yeah, ro- rotating keeps everybody on their toes. Right. And uh, you, you still part, you collaborated and, and the ideas are yours. But at the same time, you need to be ready to jump to to the next thing and uh, when when all projects are kind of in this case our own enclosure is is uh, kind of easier because right. uh, there should be little uh, or near to nothing knowledge gap in terms of the language and the tools and right. the only gap that you're going to find is a domain gap Definitely. Because you're, you're yet not familiar at first with, with the problem, but going back to the, what price you pay for that, the, at first it may be a bit higher, but then in time the, the results alone is going to, they're going to show that it's more than worth it. I agree. Um, and it also fights against um, kind of our human nature to group things. So or to form ourselves, form clicks. Um, so and an, another good example is, you know, that metaphor where they say, if you have two kids who want to share a piece of cake, you let one cut and then you let one and they have to split it. You let one cut and you let one decide which piece that that person wants. And that kind of facilitates a more fair approach to sharing uh, the cake. But when you think about uh, switching contexts and switching groups, you know, you're not going to get this group that picks easy tasks or picks the best tasks, you know, or fights for those things. If they just know next week, they're going to be <laughs> on the short end of that stick. And we, right. we don't really have that problem, but I'm just kind of showing how it, it facilitates better and more fair decision making when everyone is sharing the workload and moving around the different uh, yeah, and, and you see the cross-pollination working, how uh, one project starts with a full pipeline and then that gets copied to the rest of the projects as you go. Yep. And uh, that's not part of uh, just a, a sole um, task that we say, okay, from the next two months we copy that, we just switch and the thing happens. And uh, I, I, I think that's uh, the... The great bit as, as a manager, almost you don't have to plan for that because you know it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then that's, I think, a very nice uh, byproduct of doing it as well, that um, whatever was good in other projects is usually taken 
to the next project. And also, you know, as a developer, that we have to admit not every project is great and super fun. Right. And, you know, if you're going to get stuck with it, you're going to get stuck for just a little while. Right. So it's it's not the next two years that you're going to be there. Absolutely. You're... You have, there's light at the end of the tunnel and the tunnel is very short. That's right. Well, I think, uh, you know, we do a lot of different things for knowledge sharing, but I think one of the ones we haven't discussed that I would still say is core to knowledge sharing, but it's not necessarily domain knowledge sharing. It's uh, experience knowledge sharing is kata time. Yeah. And um, kata time is similar to mob programming and where we all get together and we all kind of develop something at the same time. However, with Kata Time, we we see it as a skills development. So it's specifically something that you're not working on that is a different domain and potentially different tools and different languages. So maybe you want to go into explaining Kata Time, Amir. Yeah, so the idea is that to have enough uh, time during uh, your week to do something uh, fun together, and but, but still related to to coding and kata is uh, the idea of a pattern that comes from uh, karate that is a pattern that you repeat so katas in software they're uh, small exercises that they, the only goal that they have is to solve them and there there is nothing further than that so there's lots of sites online with uh, katas, there's we use a lot of exorcism.io yeah. to uh, an easy way to to start with the language, and we're big fans of adventofcode.com too because uh, uh, all the uh, exercises there are great, and in December is a great challenge to to follow. So we started with closure, and then. Uh, we decided why not um, do a bit of Haskell, and we did with Haskell too. And we all worked together, and we tried to do more programming by but solving this kata. And uh, we keep sharing the keyboard, and every twenty minutes or or so, we just uh, switch. And uh, in time, everybody going back to uh, if you're more of a shy person. You will find your time to to participate and to right. and when you see that everybody is saying what they think and maybe they're not all great ideas, yeah, you say why not me? Yep, why can I not have a great idea too? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and it, strangely, it's very important. Uh, like uh, it sounds counterintuitive, you know, but we want people to talk, we want people to speak, and give best effort because there's a lot of scenarios where people are right, but they think they're wrong and they won't speak up and we can't make the best decisions because we just don't know. Right. As, as kind of leading, uh, uh, development efforts. So anytime we can get everyone giving their best effort and communicating those ideas, that's a great opportunity for us. Yeah. And, and uh, it's a great exercise to, to also to tame, uh, you know, uh, behaviors and, and character and people that likes to be uh, a bit more um, expressive when they, they try to argue why they're right. right. And so trying to to work with that and, and, and make sure that everybody 
is on the uh, nicer side of things. I, I think that that bit is a uh, is a great exercise for for a team and very healthy and keeps the team uh, moving forward. Right, and I think that you know clear distinction between mob program and kata time. Our kata time is is meant to be completely fun and new. Yeah. So we're incentivizing or we're helping people feel like they're growing and that they are developing and not that they are stuck in a certain domain. I think that's important for long-term teams that they feel like, I mean, it, you know, if they're, you know, the industry right now is crazy. There's a lot of opportunities elsewhere. If you want to get people to stick around and to commit to you, one of the best ways to do that is to also let them know that by working there, they're going to develop themselves. Yeah, and and I think that's a more, more than a worthy goal and very very attractive for anybody who wants to uh, join your team. And also, we we're all the time looking for new new things to to do uh, as a cada. Or sometimes I, I I think once we took a cryptographic challenge, and now we're talking uh, maybe um, get a Raspberry Pi and and try to build something together. Yeah. So everything uh, as a team, and the fact that it's not directly related to work, I, I think it's a um, it's a great uh, idea, and and everybody smiles when when they listen to that. Is a uh, time to share and time to learn and to have fun. Right. I agree. So. Uh... Switching switching development teams or switching development scope, mob programming, kata time, um, creating a uh, a team where sharing and talking and being wrong uh, are all super important for incentivizing knowledge sharing. And there are costs to each of these things. You know, kata time takes time from your whole team. Mob programming takes time from the whole team. However. Uh, Long term, you get these huge benefits just by working together. Um, to wrap it up, I want to talk about uh, lean coffee. And Amir, this is something that you introduced into our team. Um, yeah. How do you think this is different than uh, the other two mob programming kata time? I think uh, while the other two are very uh, code centric and kind of code related, um, the idea of uh, Lean Coffee is to to get together and um, uh, as a silent brainstorming, write down topics that you want to talk about, and uh, then we we vote on what topics um, we we want to talk first, and we put them in order, and we use um, five minutes iterations. Mm-hmm. By checking after each iteration if we wanna keep talking or not, and I think the 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 difference is that um for example, we do uh one about process right so then everybody is free to to ask questions and say, "I don't understand uh how we use our pipeline and our branching i I think we should change it and I think this is a catalyst to see what what questions. Uh, show up and uh, doing different uh, the topics like process or uh, we did one specifically about Kanban 
or uh, we did one about testing or TDD, and and I think that that gives the um, opportunity and is a placeholder that the team knows that this is going to happen and it's the right time. Um, you can ask questions all the time, but they know if they, they don't want to or they don't feel comfortable, this is a perfect place to uh, put your questions and uh, they, you don't need to fight with each other to see who's louder. Everybody writes questions and that, that makes it very fair. Right. And uh, so far, I'm, I'm always amazed by the result that you think, you know, you go and nobody will ask anything. Right. And you, I, I'm always amazed, but keep doing it. And there's always questions. There's always people that that maybe didn't ask before and now they want to ask. So I, I think it's a perfect combination. Great. I would agree. Well, um as far as knowledge sharing, there's a lot of different uh, ideas, a lot of different ways to approach it. And I think the main theme is that uh, you need to be thinking systematically uh, about how your team is sharing knowledge with each other, with other people, and how you are facilitating that process. Because if you're not thinking about it, it's most likely not happening as well as it could. That's right. And I believe that's it. Thank you, Amir. Uh, thank you, buddy. See you next time. See ya.